Welcome to Strictly Facts, a guide to Caribbean history and culture, hosted by me, Alexandria Miller. Strictly Facts teaches the history, politics, and activism of the Caribbean and connects these themes to contemporary music and popular culture. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well and enjoying the last bit of Women's History Month. I'm so grateful that you turned into another episode of Strictly Facts, a guide to Caribbean history and culture. So for today's episode, class is in session. After some of the tremendous responses to our last feature with Sarah Ann, I hope to dive a little bit deeper into some of the topics we covered with a Strictly Facts review session. First and foremost, one of the really key points that stuck out for me in our previous discussion is that Caribbean women have truly cemented their role and made tremendous strides in global history, not just the history of the Caribbean. As we've talked about several times, movement and migration have made for a very extensive Caribbean diaspora. And while the migration conversation tends to focus on our travels abroad in search of greater opportunities, for example, that does not mean that we haven't downright supported participated, and contributed to social movements and change across the world. As a historian, though, I'm often challenged by just how few women are discussed in history, and given our widespread movements, how little we learn about their connections to the Caribbean as well. Women's accounts sometimes show up in fragments of the whole story, especially in the case of their connection to the Caribbean. Thinking back to my own education, this is not necessarily a woman though, but I think it highlights the grander issue here. I remember getting one sentence in my history textbook in high school on Marcus Garvey, and I'm pretty sure it didn't include a mention of the fact that he was from Jamaica at all. I mentioned that example to say that not only are these erasures compounded for more marginalized communities like women, especially women of color, and also that acknowledging our roots is integral to who we are and how history is written. Be that changemakers like Claudia Jones and Jamaica Kincaid, who were born in Trinidad and Antigua respectively and migrated to the U.S. at a young age, or activists like Audre Lorde and June Jordan, whose families were of Bayesian and Grenadian descent and Jamaican and Panamanian descent respectively, their Caribbean lineages still deserve to be highlighted as helping influence their activism and perspectives abroad. The same is true for Caribbean-born and descended women across the waters, like Jamaican-born Mary Seacole, who nursed soldiers back to health during the Crimean War, and several members of the British Black Panther Party, like Athea Jones, present-day physician and scientist born in Trinidad. I also wanted to elaborate on our discussion of Caribbean feminisms and the subject of equity versus equality. The term Caribbean also showed up in a previous episode on LGBTQ issues in the Caribbean and is really defined to encompass queer Caribbean life and people in the region and diaspora. Caribbean feminisms, then, is a perspective on feminism that takes a more expansive idea of equity and equality issues to not just support women's issues, but also issues for the queer Caribbean community, as well as other marginalized groups. 
As our discussion last time pointed to, scholars like Eudine Barito, particularly in her 1998 article, Theorizing Gender Systems and the Project of Modernity in the 20th Century Caribbean, emphasize a key issue some may not have realized with our existing gender hierarchy. And that is that our islands evolved into independent states with the very attributes of modernity and liberalism that were foregrounded in gender hierarchy. And that foregrounding of hierarchy also links to colonialism. So for the Caribbean to truly be an independent, equitable, and just space, we must think about how we define gender hierarchies of power and structures beyond representation and inclusion, because those are ultimately not enough. This Caribbean feminist work has been done by so many, it would behoove me to try to name all of them in such a short episode, but some who I really admire include scholars like Dr. Sparito, who I mentioned, Lucille Mathurin Mayer, Patricia Muhammad, Rhoda Reddick, Halima Deshong, Tanya Hayes, Tracy Robinson, Gabrielle Hossein, Angelique Nixon, and several others who have conducted research, collected histories, collaborated with local and international organizations, and advocated for gender issues and policies at home and abroad. Activists like Guyanese Born and Daye and her leadership as a founding member of Red Thread was unwavering in her advocacy for women's rights and care work and the often negated labor that women are made to do. And Daye gave several speeches and wrote briefs on the cost of care work for Caribbean women and women across the world, some of which you can find in her book, The Point is to Change the World, which was co-edited by another Caribbean feminist scholar, Dr. Alyssa Trotz. Adding to those two readings, of course, is a long list of feminist texts that I will definitely link in our show notes, but some of my favorites, especially that outline Caribbean women's history in great detail, include Mathurin Mayer's A Historical Study of Women in Jamaica and Rhoda Reddick's Women, Labor, and Politics in Trinidad and Tobago, which both historicize women's lives and activism during colonialism. There are also several anthologies that highlight the range of Caribbean feminist scholarship that I recommend, and those include Confronting Power, Theorizing Gender, Interdisciplinary Perspectives in the Caribbean, as well as Love and Power, Caribbean Discourses on Gender, both edited by Dr. Eudine Barito. Also, Gendered Realities, an anthology of essays in Caribbean feminist thought, edited by Dr. Patricia Muhammad and Indo-Caribbean Feminist Thought, Genealogies, Theories, Enactments, edited by Gabrielle Hossein and Lisa Autar. So if you are on your journey to learning about Caribbean feminisms, these are just a handful of some of the great books that you can check out to start. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was truly a pleasure talking with you all about my field of study a little bit more, and there will, of course, be more to come. So till next time, we'll have many, many more episodes planned for you all, and we hope you enjoyed. Take care and look more. Thanks for tuning in to Strictly Facts. Visit strictlyfactspodcast.com for more information from each episode. Follow us at Strictly Facts Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Strictly Facts PD on Twitter.